Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the People Gardener podcast. Happy to have you here today. As promised, we are going to be bringing you some options, some ways, some ideas, some resources to maybe take a few things off your plate. And first up is Emily Reagan, and she is going to talk about virtual assisting and virtual assistance. She's awesome at this. She's got a podcast about it. She has a work group of, of VAs that are ready, willing, and able to take things off your plate. So welcome, Emily. I'm just going to turn it over to you so that you can educate my listeners on what is a VA and what are all of the options out there that may be able to help them become more efficient in their business. Hey, Rhonda, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And there's just so much education that is happening about what is a VA and how they can help business owners. And there's some myths I'd like to bust with it too. But my backstory is I have been freelancing as a military spouse since 2009, and my clients kept calling me their VA. And I kept thinking, oh, that's cute. What is that? And I had no idea. I thought it meant veterans or Virginia. And I finally realized this is a job title. And it's basically, I'm a contractor within a business and I'm helping business owners with all kinds of tasks. And I think why there's so much confusion is the term VA, virtual assistant, can mean so many things. And it's really describing an industry and not always a specific job title. And we still use the term when we're hiring, but VA could be anything from admin assistance to marketing assistance to customer support. Sometimes we even talk about assistance within like an HR department or accounting and finance. So there's just a lot of like misconceptions about what that really means. I have been helping clients and have worked in the back end of businesses in the marketing department. So I've been helping my clients grow, nurture, sell to their audiences online. But sometimes that work kind of slides over to another department and I end up helping with uh, their customers and their clients and their fulfillment and their deliverables and maybe creating their digital products. So a little bit of product development. So there can be a little bit of like gray area with the term, which just adds to the confusion. But I like to tell business owners, think about what department you really need help in and create the job title, maybe more specific for that department. And, and there's six departments in business. Typically, we have our product development we have our accounting and finance, we have marketing and sales, we have HR, customer service, and operations. 
So a lot of times admin is in operations, like doing the day-to-day of the business. That's usually where the burning fire is. Like we can't keep up with the things that need to go on, let alone the high order uh, visibility requirements that require us. And then also marketing is a doozy, right? We're supposed to be growing an online audience and nurturing them and selling to them and fulfilling our products with them. And so it's a lot. It's a lot for one person. And have you ever heard of the Pareto principle? I'm sure you have. It's that 80-20 rule. And business owners in general, we need to be focused on the 20% of our business that actually moves the needle. And we need to delegate the other 80%. The problem is we think we're wonder women, martyrs here. We're trying to do it all and then we're not doing it very well. And at some point we have to let go of the reins and get help. And we need to be strategic and intentional where that help is. It could be marketing. It could be customer experience. It could be bookkeeping, which you're going to be talking to a bookkeeper too. It could be, you know, email marketing and whatnot. So there's so many opportunities here, but This is what is truly the benefit of outsourcing is you get to focus on that 20% that makes you money, that moves the needle, that no one else can do. And that's where as business owners, we really need to step up and fill our role. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Like even in my (laughs) own business, I have a marketing assistant. Yeah. And you have one with the podcast. Like we have one on the phone. It's kind of like, okay, Rhonda, listen to yourself and do what you're advocating that other people do. So yeah, Yeah. somebody that is actually editing the, the podcast and looking after it because yes, I could do it, but it was time consuming, super time consuming because I'm basically having to relearn every time because I'm not doing it all the time. Yeah. So, and it's a chunk of time. Inefficient. <laughs> exactly. And I, even though I've managed podcasts before for my clients, when it came to my own, I could not spend my day stuck in what I call the piddly tasks, right? I had to have somebody editing, promoting, you know, queuing up the blog, the show notes in the blog and doing the graphic. And I'm really good at those, yeah. <laughs> but that is an example of you know, a hundred dollar task versus a $10 task. Like I need to be focused on doing this podcast with you because this is what's going to bring me more leads and more visibility, hire out the $10 task. Although we'll talk about that in a minute. It's not really $10. No, It's really this 80, 20 rule is so you can grow. Think of your business as like a flower in a pot, like my money tree back here. It's thriving. If you want that money tree to grow bigger, you need a bigger pot. The roots will get bigger, they'll get more stable, and then the plant can grow. So sometimes we have to make a bigger pot and create a bigger team in order to be able to scale the things that really make us money and help us grow. And time after time, I see business owners trying to do it all. And I love to use the example of 92-year-old Batty Winkle on Instagram, because you know she's taking her naps. And she is not the one doing everything on her Instagram. I mean, her outfits are fluorescent and rainbow. Her makeup's amazing. Someone else is styling, taking the photos, writing the caption, scheduling it, doing the hashtag research, getting her brand partnerships. She is living her best life and enjoying it. And I know she needs her naps. So she has high energy, but like if she needs help, of course we all need help, right? Like we look on Instagram and we think people are like doing it all by themselves and we don't see the human capital behind the business that actually runs and fuels the business, right? So 
I have so many thoughts on this VA world too. There's different types of VAs I would like to talk about. There are different rates, but I want to just mention two other benefits for outsourcing right now because we are business owners. We have a vision of a life we want. We don't want to be chained to our desk. There's a reason I'm not working down the street at Capital One right now and I am self-employed, right? So I deserve to be doing the tasks that I love, that make me happy, where I'm really in my zone of genius. And I need to outsource the things that I'm dragging my feet on that are just not getting done. And that is going to help me love my business and not resent it and not come to this place of burnout where I fold up and pack up and quit, right? So that's a, a perk to getting the right help. And the other one was when you have help, which you see with your podcast, I see with my podcast, it lights your fire to get stuff done because you have somebody waiting on you. And so if you have big dreams and goals and visions and you find yourself not moving forward, having another contractor, another teammate will just light your fire and you'll have to get it done. You don't want to waste your time or their time or your money. So that teammate can really help move you forward as a kind of an accountability as well. What I've found with having somebody deal with all the editing I have more time to be thoughtful of what content I want to be sharing and taking some time to, to do some research and, and just to get creative in my own mind. Okay, so what do they need? So it's freeing up time to do things, well, like you say, that that you need to be doing, you can do and you want to do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. versus being stuck doing a task that you're begrudging. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many times I have these good ideas and I'm like, oh, if only I had the freedom to actually work on the thing. Because I mean, the, the CEOs, we're more of the creative visionaries. I mean, that's our goal. Our role is to cast the vision and let the team execute it. So that time to play and be creative just makes your content better too. I mean, look at your all-star guest you have on now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was in one of the quiet moments that it was like, you know what? I don't always have to be talking about leadership, leadership per se, even though that's the world that I live in. Being a leader means different things at different times. And to me, being the leader and determining I need help tells your team that, hey, it's okay to ask for help. And that is leading in a very, very positive way. So yeah, I love that. And I think also part of leading is getting the right teammates in the right roles, yeah, absolutely. right? So, I mean, that's kind of where a lot of times virtual assistants come in with a small team because they're not ready for employees. They need that part-time contractor mm -hmm. and then they can play into their strengths higher to their weakness and that person. I mean, I did this on all my clients' teams. Like I became an integral part of their team and we shed the task that I was outgrowing, that we could find someone to do cheaper or better or whatever. And so it really is like leading by example when yeah. you're doing what you love. For sure. So now you actually have a program where you train and teach this whole virtual assisting <laughs> world. And then you have a work group where business owners can come to you and say, hey, this is what I need. And you actually then move that into your work group and you've got a whole group of VAs that potentially could help this business owner. So talk to me about that whole part of your life. 
Yeah. So I found as a lot of military spouses are overeducated, underemployed, you know, we have a hard time finding work in general. Right. And so I started scooping up some of my friends and at one point even had the commander's wife working with me and just teaching them about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I was on a very large seven figure team. It was a small team, but a very big client. And we hired somebody to come in and help. And I found out that she had no skills. And I found out people just using this term VA very, like, very vaguely. And so I was kind of teaching her what I had learned in the last 10 years because it was beneficial for me. I was passing off things that I didn't have time to do anymore. And so I just kind of had this aha that I should start teaching people. And I've always had a lot of job leads because I've had such a magical skill set that was in demand, which is why I came up with the term unicorn. And so now I share these jobs. I continue to do them because I've had a soft heart for helping small business owners. It's so hard to find reliable people who have the skills who come in in a part-time business. I've got the friends. <laughs> so I kind of have like linked them together. So if anyone's looking for a more of an ongoing retainer type relationship with a teammate, an intrapreneur, someone who can come into your business and help. If you go to hireaunicorn.com, I'll share your job opening with my work group. We have different kinds of freelancers in there. They're all independent contractors. They set their own rates. They have their own skills. They have their own strengths and weaknesses. And it's up to you to find your unicorn, the right person for your team. And what I found was agencies kind of fall short. Agencies, you know, put themselves as the middleman, take a huge cut. But what happens is the really good VAs from an agency are aware that they move on and they move out, right? right? So agencies can work in a very short time, but not always the best. And then the problem with Fiverr or freelancer.com, what's the other one? Upwork, they take a percentage but you don't always get that ongoing, it's very transactional. You don't always get that ongoing relationship. And, and that can work out too. And sometimes if you're hiring a specialist, you need a logo design, that can be a really great resource. But this whole need for like a teammate to bounce ideas off, to help move the needle in your business and build things. And it's a little bit like extra duties as needed, like all hands on deck. And that person was missing. The person who had a high order thinking who could really take strategy and run with it and implement it. And so I started teaching the women that in my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School to do more of the marketing side of things, knowing that a lot of us have previous work experience, admin is not a problem. Right. Right. You know, like we can do that. We can adapt to your project management tools. We can adapt to your Google workspace, whatever. But what I found missing was that marketing and that online business savviness, because they need that high order thinking to come into your business and think because your business is different from his, from hers. And so I created that school. I've had 350 people come through it. I've helped them find jobs and I give them the lay of the land when it comes to online business and marketing. So from there, they enter as marketing assistants, but they can be anything. It's so well, amazing. Yeah. Your, your work group, people have to have gone through your academy? Not be- anymore. I used so- to make that a requirement, but okay. now it's becoming more and more standard to see marketers and freelance marketers, but I do vet them. Right. And I make sure that they're at a certain level and it ultimately, since I don't match make, it's on the business owner's plate to make that decision. So if you're hiring someone to do something creative, like graphic design, look at their portfolio, make sure that that is in alignment with you. 
And it, it's such a good fit when you can find somebody who's passionate about your cause and your mission. And we get satisfaction because a lot of virtual assistants and marketing assistants, we don't want to be the face of our business. We want to be behind and we get satisfaction helping. And that ripple effect that comes when we help somebody who's impacting the world through their clients, but we like being off camera and we don't always want to be, you know, on Instagram pointing and dancing and trying to get clients. So at this ongoing retainer relationship is where you know they're coming in your business a set amount of hours every month and you can count on them. Right. Hiring a VA is no different than hiring an employee of the company. Their skill set, their personality, their values, all of that has to mesh with where you are as a company. So yeah, I totally get that. People have to invest time in making sure that the right people are working in our business. And it really starts with that job description. I know you can put your values, ideal candidate traits in there, but I see one of the biggest mistakes is not having a clear job. Like what are the duties? <laughs> what are they responsible for? Yeah. You talk about it a lot. What are the outcomes that you're looking for? Set this person up for success because you could get someone who's saying they're a VA, but they don't actually have the skills that you need to get that outcome. And so it starts with a good job description and clarity on the the top task you need help with. It could be that hybrid person that we talked about you're not going to find someone to just do it all in your business and run your business and do manage like manager level and implementation yeah. and strategy. Like that's obscene for $20 an hour, but you, you can find people for the right roles. Right. Okay. You just talked about uh, money. Let's have a broad overview. Yeah. Is this an hourly contract? Is it a monthly? Is it a retainer? Is it a minimum number of hours? What's the range of potential options that a business owner would have to look at in the in evaluating? Yeah. Well, just like the title VA is a very broad range, so is the pay. Yeah. So I'm going to start with first, there are overseas VAs who do a lot of admin assistance, maybe some EA work. They can be anywhere between four or $15 an hour. And so you're, you're hiring overseas. I do kind of have a problem with that. I know some of our big wig coaches teach that to me, you hire for, and you pay the role, not where somebody lives, right. but to each their own, but I'm going to address that. There's some big wig coaches who teach going overseas. Yeah. You do you, you can also hire the contractor stateside virtual assistants are going to be between 20, $50 an hour. You get someone for 20, they're probably going to be newer and just know you get what you pay for. If you have solid SOPs, workflows, if you can manage this person, that could be a rate that fits into you. Now I teach my marketing assistants out of my school to start at 25 when they're new because they're coming to the table with online strategy and knowledge. Right. They're just, they're ahead of the game. They don't stay there very long. Right. A good marketing assistant will be between, you know, 25, 40. Once you get above 40, start expecting more managerial, like project management skills in there too, and less of like a coordinator. And then when you start getting into like online business managers who are really kind of like running your business, that can be 50, 60, 75, 100 an hour. But right. listen, you can also bring in specialists. They're all independent contractors mm. and they set their rates. So this whole hourly thing, it's kind of cool because most 
VAs are going to say, here's a package of hours, commit to me for three months, and you will not be surprised by an invoice. I think that's what we're all scared. We don't want to like blow the budget. Somebody is not keeping us in the loop. Somebody's going over, charging us for things we didn't ask. And so if you get with a VA who's more experienced, like they won't do that. They know not to do that, but they want a time commitment too. And, you know, they don't want to be hunting for new clients all the time. So it's pretty normal to have a three or six month contract. It could be 10 hours a month. It could be 40 hours a month. Everybody's situation is different. But the cool thing is you enter a contract and agree. If you don't need somebody for that long, it's okay to get like me, when I first started, I worked with an amazing client five hours a month. That's all. And when I, I would get to that point and say, do you want me to keep going? Do we pause? Like it was her decision. We just had open communication. So you don't have to be locked in. Yeah. Now there can be contractors who do projects, you know, and you have very clear outcomes and deliverables. Like that's almost a different story, but expect retainers from the VA world. And then there's two things I want to mention rollover hours and overtime. Uh, most VAs are not just going to continually let you not use your hours. Like if they do, they're probably new. So ask for the update. What are like halfway through the month? I want to know where we are. And what I like to do is give VAs like a short-term project and a long-term project. So if they, if they have extra hours, they already know what they can work on. Right. right? Yeah. It's hard to like, constantly be managing this person. Mm -hmm. And if it's a long-term project and they need to pause it, you run out of hours, like, so what? Like if that fits in your deadline, the rollout over hours, I've seen, I have so many stories for you, Rhonda, but I've seen somebody not use any of them for like months and then turn around and hit the VA up for like 120 hours in one month. Like she can't do that. She has right. other clients. So think about that. It's also normal to have maybe 10% of the hours roll over just like for another 30 days because stuff happens, right? And then overtime, I mean, it can be normal for a VA to charge more for overtime, especially if they have a full client load. Right. So you could be paying, like if you can't really manage your own task and what you need done, you might pay a little bit more. But the other thing I want to talk about too is turnaround time. Like th this is hard too. You'll pay more for someone who's going to be more available. So if you want 24 hour turnaround times, you're going to pick more, but if 48, 72 is okay, just know what you're getting into. <laughs> oh no, common sense would dictate what you just right. talked about and the open communication. I just love that there's options out there for small business owners to get help with tasks that they're not good at or that they cannot consistently find the time to actually get accomplished. So, wow, lots and lots of information. Let's make sure that everybody that's listening understands how to get in touch with your work group, how to follow you, how to get more come and who knows there may even be virtual assistants with small business that are listening to this that want to go to your Academy. And I think you're actually opening your uh, course here soon. So yeah. yeah. Us, and I have give a, us all the, give us all the deets and I'll make sure oh. that um, all of them are in the show notes too. <laughs> Thank you. I do run across a lot of business owners who have 
hired a family member or a friend to work in their business and because they have the soft skills to like make it happen, right? They just have that go-getter initiative attitude, but they're lacking some training. That's a perfect scenario to send someone through my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. We're open this October, but I also have a self-study available. If it's somebody who's already in your business, they might not need all the extra support uh, they just want to learn how to do marketing and help you scale your business. So that could be a really good option. Just go to udmaschool.com. Follow me on Instagram because I'll keep you in the loop all the time at Emily Reagan PR. But I also have a guide. I didn't tell you I have this, but it's a how to hire a virtual assistant guide. Oh, you go to Emily, yeah, go to emilyreaganpr.com slash hire and it will walk you through those steps what do I need to outsource? What's sucking up my time? What should I do? How do I write a job description? I didn't want to do a course for this. I just wanted to set up business owners to take care of my unicorns better and have, have clarity. And so it's a very, a very all-inclusive guide that will help set you up. And it'll give you options for where to go to hire too. Hireaunicorn.com is your link for me. I will share it with seasoned VAs and specialists and marketers. And I'll also share it with my new people. So if you need someone who's more budget-friendly, and you're not afraid to risk on someone who has great soft skills and is still developing, like you can always do that too. So I'm constantly sharing jobs with my community. I can't believe how this happened because I felt like I was just a nobody military spouse, but I've shared over 2000 jobs with my people. And I have a very small community. My membership's about 140 people and they all have different skill sets and they all are passionate about different things and they come from different backgrounds. And it's really cool. I had a lady Lotus come to me and she's like, I need a unicorn. And I was like, okay, give it to me. What do you need? And she's like, I don't think you can do this. I'm like, let's try. She's like, I need someone who has a, a teacher background who understands art history and knows about digital courses. And I found four women <laughs> and it's my background. And I'm like, how cool. Cause they get to be passionate about what you're doing and understand what you're trying to do. And you don't have to train them. You don't, you want to be able to give them a tour of your business, but not train them from scratch. So Lotus ended up hiring too, which is like crazy. Awesome. Well, I tell you, there's lots of information. If anybody's needing help, you're a great resource to have. So we will make sure that all of your information is available on, well, when I put it out on um, Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, we'll make sure all of it's there, but also in the show notes. So thank you so much, Emily, for sharing all you know and are to my yes. listeners. Thank you. My last word of advice is don't wait till the house is on fire to get help, <laughs> like set yourself up. You know, delegation is a refinement process and it's better to start now, slowly make sure you have the right hire and set yourself up to, you know, li really live your dream life. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Okay, folks, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Hopefully you have a nugget or two that you'll be able to implement this week as part of your ever-evolving leadership style. If you haven't already downloaded the Be Interested app, it's my new app. It's available on Apple uh, App Store and also the Google Play Store. I do have free content on there. I have my 25 Ways to Be Interested workbook and challenge, which is a wonderful 
um, step-by-step, day-to-day way of incorporating those questions, the whys of being interested in your people. There's also uh, videos on there and a resource. So we've got TED Talks and books and podcasts and yeah, it's just lots of wonderful resources for you. So absolutely go and check it out and we'll talk to you next week.